Hi, I'm Stacey Shumaker-Rowan, Editor-in-Chief of Hospitality Design Magazine with HD's What I've Learned podcast. Today, I talked to Alan Baronowitz and Irene Cronenberg of Tel Aviv-based firm Baronowitz & Cronenberg. Partners in business and life, the duo met while working a floor apart and often found themselves collaborating on projects together, relying on Irene's design sense and Alan's architectural know-how. They became fast friends, then a couple, and eventually launched their own firm in 2000. Their working relationship is rooted in a foundation of one plus one equals 11, allowing each other's strengths to shine. Their projects are centered on a deep contextual and narrative driven approach that has helped create lasting partnerships, including with hotelier Leron Wiseman of Circle Brand, who even calls them family. At the end of the day, they say, a successful project comes down to the people, watching them connect, exchange ideas and celebrate life together. I'm here with Irene and Alan. How are you guys? Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for reaching out for us. Oh, it's great to talk with you again. Yeah. I know. It's so good to see you. Well, hear you. Um, how have you been doing? The last three months have been challenging, to say the least. Um, how has it been? Where are you guys, you know, surviving COVID? And how is your firm doing? You, you know, we, our last flight was on the 24th of February. And we cannot believe that we are already four months grounded. Yeah. <laughs> At the beginning, it was quite nice, I must say, this, uh, you know, slow living. Uh, but right now, it's, uh, you know, we feel that it's about time to start to move. And hopefully, uh, we will be able to do so early. Yeah. Yeah. Have, um, have projects slowed down? You know, what's been... Well, I think uh, we are lucky to have um, projects that are being built as we speak. So um, anything that is under construction uh, just continued, you know, because they cannot stop it for the obvious reasons. And all the rest of the projects are being like um, in the really early stages. So people take the time to, you know, to reflect and uh, rethink, you know, skins and and, uh, uh, all kinds of you know, issues that come up with our design. So basically, we are very busy, I must say. We are lucky to be that busy. Um, and, you know, together with slow living that we've been practicing for the last uh, three months or four months, uh, we kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, think, yeah I think that it was a, it was a great opportunity to, to, to work a lot uh, in between ourselves and uh, to give uh, to pause and reflect to develop concepts to think uh, uh, about uh, where I, uh, what is the, the direction we should take what is the direction of uh, uh, hospitality the new direction of hospitality uh, the, I think that in this minute was there were very good interesting times isn't it no, actually yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we didn't want this uh, crisis to go to waste, so we wanted to really make good uh, uh, to profit, you know, uh, out of it and, and come stronger and uh, wiser and uh, knowing better where to go. So I think I think we're in a good shape now. I think, uh, yeah, we're ready uh, to roll, but uh, the world is still uh, lingering, you know, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, 
And so what have you, where have you been? Are you at home or where, you know, can you tell? Oh, yeah, we were, we were locked down uh, at our apartment in uh, Tel Aviv. Uh, and we, we, you know, we, we came to understand why we love it so much because, uh, you know, we traveled the world uh, in the seven seas and uh, for so much. Uh, so we, you know, we finally had the time to enjoy our apartment, which is like, uh, feels, usually feels like a terminal, you know, that you, you plug in and you plug out and, and it's a, it's a, it's a vicious cycle of traveling. So, so now we have the time to enjoy it, you know. Uh, we have a beautiful terrace, so we sit on the terrace uh, all day working. The weather it. is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Mediterranean, you know. So what more can you ask for? Yeah. But we are already in the office for the last, I think, four weeks at least. Yeah. And uh, with our uh, team, all of the, most of them are, are okay are with us uh, here in the office now. Yeah, they, they, they had the liberty to choose how, how they want to work because we are used to work remotely. This, it's been like a modus operandi for us for the last five years. So some stayed at home, some came to the office. And yeah, it was, it was really nice to see uh, a different kind of uh, mode of work and operations on a daily basis, which also makes you think about why do we have to travel so much if we can sort everything by Zoom almost, you know? Yeah, I think I think people will start to question jumping on a plane for that 24-hour meeting. No, absolutely. Uh, I see no, we really see no need. I mean, we have been not only with our clients abroad, we've been Zooming, you know, for the last two months, but also we have practiced it with local, um, you know, um, uh, engineers and consultants and people that uh, we need to have a meeting with them, we change to mo- to Zoom mode. You know, we don't we don't leave the office. It's a waste of time, and everybody's happy. And you know, you don't have to be stuck in traffic for two hours uh, and, and waste such uh, precious time. To be in con- uh, to use this mode with clients and uh, with consultants was something that it was quite difficult to convince them that it works. And uh, I can tell you that we are developing in this. Each day, it's something, it's different. Because until, I can tell you, Stacey, that until one week ago, we said, it's amazing we, uh, uh, to do uh, this kind of uh, communication by Zoom, uh, Skype, or whatever, uh, 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 for uh, things that they are very technical and to uh, to uh, to pass through information from one side to another and, and coordination and coordination. But uh, co- uh, when you have a meeting that it's uh, you need to do a presentation, a conceptual presentation, it doesn't work. And today I can tell you that it works as well because <laughs> we had a few. <laughs> so and I was so firm in this that you cannot do a presentation by Zoom, and we had a few. And actually, first one wasn't so good, but yesterday we had one, and it was amazing. So we are getting pro also on that. You know how to uh, 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 how to communicate with people when you are really you cannot touch them. You cannot see them very close to you, but uh, you see them. And this is an important one. Uh, and I think that, yes, this kind of media will develop uh, to give deep, more intimacy to the conversations. 
Yeah, but I, I but I that said, I think that human touch will prevail. I mean, we need that. I mean, we are. This is the kind of species we are. You know, we need this warmth, human warmth. We need to be close to each other. We want to feel each other. We want to touch each other. You know, uh, we need to be close to each other. This this is how we are. You know, so yeah, there is technology, but up up to a certain place. You know, up to a certain moment. Uh, um, and and uh, so I think it's it's a um, it's a different mix of how much of Zoom and how much of human touch. But human touch will prevail for sure. This is this is us. This is this is who we are. You know. How has it been opening up in Tel Aviv? Have people been coming back out? You know, what's been the... (laughs) (laughs) The beaches are packed. (laughs) The beaches are packed. I mean, we are relentless, really. Uh, You know, it's like carpe diem, seize the day. Uh, That's how we live in Tel Aviv. And um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, uh, most of us, we think that Corona is um, something of the past. You know, this is how we live our life today. Yeah. Uh, well, it has it has its toll. I mean, it's it's crazy. Uh, it's really crazy. But uh, this is who we are. You know, we are from the Mediterranean. <laughs> that's that's the culture. We're you know? social but people. It, yes. Yeah. Let's get into a little bit of your background um, and how you two came to be where you are today. So, where did you both grow up, and did you always? know you wanted to be a designer or have an early love of design or architecture? Some about a little bit about my background. Actually, I'm South American. I don't know if you noticed by my accent. <laughs> <laughs> so it's obvious. It's obvious. I was born in Uruguay. Oh. And uh, during uh, the bad times of South America with the dictatorship, uh, we moved uh, with my, my family to Madrid. And uh, I stayed there for a couple of years, and then I moved uh, to Tel Aviv, and I uh, and I started about when when I decided that I I want to become a designer. Actually, I want to be so many things at the beginning <laughs> that it was uh, quite complicated uh, to. But at the at the end, I made the, I made the decision. I start to. Uh, to learn to to study history of art actually because I yeah because of my love to art and uh, my needs of uh, of uh, intellectual work and uh, at the same time I went to a different faculty a different university to study interior design so I was in the Tel Aviv University studying. Uh, history of art and the tech, Technion uh, architecture school and uh, uh, do, uh, studying uh, interior design. And uh, yeah, after two years, uh, I decided that uh, I want, uh, yeah, I want to keep doing and thinking and think art, but doing something that uh, I can, I can do it by myself. See the results, uh, creating creating things by myself and uh, uh, without uh, leaving uh, our my artistic uh, approach uh, so yeah did your parents yeah. influence you at all about design or anything growing up you know yeah listen i was i my 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 my, my 
my parents are divorced. They are not alive anymore, but they were divorced. And I, I grown up with my mother and uh, he's my stepfather. And, and they were artists, both of them. Uh, he was an architect that became uh, uh, a, a very well-known actor, theater actor. And my mother was an actress as well. So art and uh, and uh, and, uh, yeah. and theater, uh, they were a uh, music. They were part uh, of of my life. My my stepbrother and sister, both of them, they are dancers. Uh, so this my, living in a artistic uh, environment was part of my life always. Sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. And my my yeah, story is a little bit more down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Because I, I grew up with uh, my family is um, um, comes from the uh, real estate business. So uh, every every dinner, lunch, you know, it was always talks about business and architects and designers and schemes and you know. And so so I was listening carefully <laughs> and. Uh, Um, I remember that um, my father used to take me a lot to the construction sites to teach me. And I used to spend a lot of time there uh, in the, the holidays after school. I was working in building sites uh, and learned the trades of so many people, uh, you know, because I did it for like 10 years, you know. Um, and 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 I always, I always like to, I, I remember myself always with a, a pencil and, and, a, and a piece of paper, like uh, drawing and doodling and stuff like that. So I, I was looking for to create something. And, and I think when I was 16, I remember that I, I, I had like a, a dream that I, you know, I become like an architect or something like that. So um, and, and it made sense when I woke up. So <laughs> uh, after after um, after. Uh, You know, graduating from the army, I went to New York and I studied architecture at Pratt Institute in Brooklyn. Yeah. So I lived in New York for five years um, and then I came back and my family said, why don't you design our projects, you know, our buildings, our neighborhoods, whatever we do. So why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds I'm good. Ready. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Sounds like a plan. And uh, <laughs> that's what I did. Um, And this is, this is how I became, you know, involved in architecture and design. Wonderful. And where did you two meet? Actually, I had an office uh, in the southern part of Tel Aviv. Uh, it's called Florentine. It's a beautiful neighborhood of uh, people. Interesting, in not beautiful. Interesting. It's beautiful because of the people. <laughs> yeah, because uh, of the people, yeah. Uh, that came from in the 40s, uh, that, made, that immigrated to Israel in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s uh, from, uh, from Eastern Europe and the Balkans. And uh, it's a very uh, dynamic neighborhood. Uh, And uh, I rented my office over there in the building. And one day, uh, Irene yeah. knocked on the door. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, this, the neighborhood was, uh, it was kind of a very bohemian neighborhood where you had a lot of young people, artists, uh, also workshops of, of uh, carpenters, carpenters and steel workers. Steel workers. And glass workers. Yeah. So it was very interesting that, but at that time, I 
uh, I was more into residential, interior design of residential. So I, w I was a little bit afraid that maybe this is going to be a little bit edgy <laughs> for my, my, my clientele. And they told me, listen, there is an architect in the second floor. So ask him. So I knock in the door. And uh, the rest is history. And the rest is history. She, she rented, the, eventually she rented the office above my, my floor. And I never did a um, interior design projects. And once I got one, and I said, what shall I do? You know, I, oh, and I thought about, well, Irene is upstairs. You know, she's doing interior design. Why don't I ask her to maybe join me and teach me? And so we started collaborating on projects. And this is really where history began. <laughs> <laughs> so did you start working on his projects and vice versa? Did you just start to collaborate? And then when did you decide to officially come together and launch your namesake firm? It took time, you know, because I had my own firm and Alon has his own and we uh, were partners and we came, became very good friends and uh, and uh, then we came, became uh, uh, a couple. But still, uh, we keep uh, our, uh, each one keep his own uh, space and office. And then at certain point, it started to be, to became a little bit ridiculous because we all the projects were together and then we said okay okay we need to we need to do this move but it took it took a few years until uh, I must say I was ready to to say okay let's do a full partnership uh, also in life and also in business uh, because it's something that you need to to really uh, engineering it, okay? It's not something that it's easy uh, to do. Uh, where you put uh, the borders, uh, uh, you need to define what are the forces of each one. Uh, um, it, it, it is very difficult to come to in every in every single case to a. Uh, an understanding, a complete understanding. Sometimes, you know, uh, uh, we are, uh, uh, sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't agree. So, uh, and you cannot be in an in a endless discussion and uh, convincing uh, each other what is the way to go. Uh, this is not the way. <laughs> so it was, uh, our way uh, was to actually define who is going to be the boss where? Is that why you two work so well together? The You know, you both have different strengths? Yeah. Um, first of all, we believe that, uh, you know, we always say that one and one should uh, equal 11. <laughs> uh, otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and I think that Irene and I are really 11 because um, she has her own strengths. She's like the such a clever psychologist and she's a as this bird's eye view on everything. She sees the big picture all the time. Uh, and she, you know, she, she moves the office always in the right direction. And we follow her. And um, she shares this very uh, deep understanding of uh, what is a human experience, you know, how people feel, how people react. You can foresee things be before, before they happen in such a, an amazing way. Um, 
and 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 I'm into the details. You know, I'm into uh, construction. I'm into developing concepts. You know, so each one of us has different photos, which is great. You know, because and and then we just need to decide. You know, who who takes the lead where. And it took us a lot of time to find it. It's not easy, you know. It's not easy, especially when you are a couple, you know. So you don't have this bottom of switch on, switch off. This is where I'm a husband. This is where I'm a wife. This is where I'm a designer. This is where I'm a partner. This is, it's it's all together, you know. It's one big mush <laughs> of <laughs> one life. One big happy family. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, and it works, you know. Um, what year did you actually launch the firm? 2000, 2000, I think. Yeah, 2000. 2000. Okay, so 20 years. What would you consider your big break? Important projects are those that change your way, your point of view, your way of thinking, your way of acting. And it doesn't matter if they are small or big. So I can give you two examples. One is a restaurant that we did when it was, Alan, do you remember? 1999. Nin- 1999, yes. It was uh, Asian eatery. And uh, it was there we really start to think about design in a different way. Anyway, we leave aside the functionality and try to build the DNA and to understand the, 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 the forces that lead the concept of, 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 the, of the space and of, the, of this uh, restaurant. And uh, this is something that we, until now, it was so many years ago, we can't remember exactly when it was, at what time, where, how, where do we sit in the meeting room, what was the conversation that we didn't take and try to solve we took the time to think about the project without any uh, trace on the paper for uh, an understanding and trying to investigating, um, doing a lot of research, uh, trying uh, to find uh, the, 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 the DNA of the project. I think that this way of working is something that from that moment until today, this is the way we work. So this was really a, a big break for us from a working in kind of a functionality and style to work on something that is very deep and contextual narrative. and narrative driven. And this was in 1999, yes. Yeah, and also um, I think we developed a very clear vision of how project um should be experienced in a very open-ended way. So uh, we, we, we kind of uh, learn to abstract our spaces in such a way that um, uh, it's like wh- whenever you enter them, they feel fresh and they have something new to tell you or something new that you find in them. And whenever you come back, you find something, you read it differently. Although it didn't change, you know, like this uh, book of the uh, Little Prince, for example, uh, which is a wonderful book. And you read it when you are seven years old, and then you read it when you are 16, and then 20, and then 40, and so on. It's still relevant. You know, nothing in this, nothing changed in the book. It's you that changed. And I think if we can create spaces like that, 
they are still relevant for you in any age that you enter them, and you are still inspired by them, regardless uh, of your age, then there's something really special there. These are really wonderful projects. And this is, this is the kind of uh, mindset and this is the kind of uh, design that we are looking for when we look for, uh, when we do our projects. I, I love that. I mean, is that how you, how do you approach each project? I mean, you get a project in, you know, talk to us about your firm and how you run it and how involved are the two of you still as the leaders of the firm? Um, Okay, I will start with the end. Both of us are people that uh, love to be involved. This is our passion. And we are not afraid of rolling the sleeves and putting our hands in the mud. And, and, uh, and I think that this is why we have decided many years ago, I think even before we collaborated as, as one office, we always said, we don't want a big office. We want to be 12, 15 people and be able to know everything about what we do, have control on anything that we are doing and be part of it and enjoy it to the full. Uh, hence, we are more creators. We are more like into the, um, you know, artistic, you know, realm of, of what we do. Although uh, management and economics is very important, you know, because the business of business is business at the end of the day. But, um, but this is how we want it. We want to feel the pulse of anything that we do. So in order to do that, we, couldn't, we didn't want to be a sweatshop. We didn't want to be, uh, you know, an office of 100 people. And we said, if we need other, you know, if we want to make really big projects and we need more power for that, then we will collaborate with people all around the world that we know and we bring them over to work together with us. So we have people in Canada, we have people in, Kiev, you know, we have people in Madrid, and if the project is demands more uh, capacity of, 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 you know, of power of production, and so we use it. But we always all the um, uh, the brainstorming, the, the like Irene said, that finding the DNA, understanding the context, developing the project. This is all done. Here in yeah, and, and the coordination of projects because at the end of the day you need to really take care that the big ideas they don't dilute during the construction and during the, the develop of the detailed design. This is something that it's very important. That's why the coordination it's, it's so important uh, to keep it very close to to your heart. To your heart. Yeah. So it's uh, it's. Um, I can I can really say that what we do is made to measure. You know, it's like we hand stitch every project. You know, uh, and and I know once a client told us, you know, why I keep returning to your office. Besides that, I love you. Okay, this is a, <laughs> he said, uh, because I don't know what I'm gonna get, but I know it's gonna be fabulous, and and I think this is us in a really in a nutshell. Uh, each project that comes along, we don't know how it's going. And people ask, what do you think? You know, how should it look? You know, how it's going to look? You know, tell tell me about it. What do you see? So we don't see anything. He <laughs> says, what do you mean? No, we don't see anything. I mean, we we need to we need to, to do our homework. You know, we need to study. We need to do the research. We need to, to find, you know, what, 
what is the context? You know, why is the context? Why is the project? What do you want to achieve? I mean, there's so many members in the formula that we don't even know anything about them. So once we learn it, then we can start understanding where do we want to go. And each time it's the context, you know, and the, and the brief of the, of the client, which is totally different each time, that makes us follow a different route. And, and Irene and I are both people that move from the safe zone on a daily basis. We cannot stay in the same place for more than a project, you know? So we keep moving, we keep looking, we keep, you know... Asking questions. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of clients that come back to you, you've done a lot with... LaRon Wiseman from uh, oh, now, yeah. now Circle, <laughs> yeah, Now Circle Hotels, uh, you know, for the Sir brand. Can you um, talk a little bit about, you know, that relationship? Um, he has described you as family, which I think speaks, you know, so so amazingly for how you two work with people. Um, how, you know, what's the secret to your success with him, and you know, how did you collaborate and how are you involved in, you know, really imagining, helping him to imagine that brand? Is it what, you, sometimes, you know, it's uh, about uh, being the right place at the right time and meeting the right people. Yep. And I think something that happened uh, to Liran when he met us and happened to us when we met him because uh, uh, he, at that time, he had a few hotels in, in, uh, in uh, Europe, but he wasn't in the, in the lifestyle uh, uh, segment at all. And uh, we, were, we did a lot of restaurants at that time, um, not a lot of hotels. And the things that we did they are, were more like uh, chains, yeah. not lifestyle, more uh, business hotels. And then uh, he gave us the opportunity to do to design for him a restaurant in Amsterdam, and uh, he really let us. He had complete confidence and let us do what what we thought should be done, and it became the most famous and successful restaurant in Amsterdam. Still and today, it's still one of today, the it's yeah. Momo. And uh, this is the way we start. And uh, we have to grow uh, each other, actually. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, did, uh, we did this way, you know, this journey, journey together. together. So after Momo, we did Sir Albert. Yeah, we asked, yes, yes, he came to us and he said, listen, guys, uh, I would like to develop a brand and uh, we developed together the Serotel brands. Was very was really fun. The first one was uh, Sir Albert mm -hmm. in uh, in the five in Amsterdam, and it was very clear that this uh, brand should have each hotel should have his own personality. And it was very clear that this is not a brand that can be designed only by, by one firm. Uh, although we did a few, but we didn't, we didn't do all of them. And this is good. But still, uh, we are uh, talking and, uh, and uh, supporting uh, Iran in uh, each one of them. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, um, like you mentioned, it's really... 
feeling like a family and any any hurdle any problem any doubt that he has he picks up the phone and says hey guys how are you listen can you help me out here i'm i'm you know i'm looking for how to solve it or what do you think about it and so on so and it's and it doesn't matter if it's a project that we are involved in or other architects are involved in he feels confident and any any he, he six for our shoulder wherever he feels that it's like a little bit beyond him and he needs to consult you know and he wants to know because he, he knows that he will he will always hear the truth from us um and 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 this is i think what he really respects and appreciates about us that we tell him uh hard things and we tell him good things but we tell him the truth uh and and i think that liran is a person that uh is not afraid of listening to the truth you know even if it's not very comfortable sometimes uh and i think this is the strength of uh, our relationship actually yeah and then it's a very easy going communication you know sometimes we freely solve projects by whatsapps this is <laughs> this <laughs> yeah, yeah. we have we have our bkl a uh, group Baranovich Cronenberg Liran KL and we have the BKL BKLY that it's Baranovich uh, Cronenberg Liran and Yossi from Antourage the yeah, yeah. The, the, the the visionary of Antourage that his is his partner in the food and beverage and uh, we solve projects by whatsapps this is very <laughs> no it's really fascinating i mean uh, it's unbelievable how we do it but we do it you know it's no it's great and uh, for people that might not know sir hotels even though we've covered him lots in hd what how do you think that brand is uh, you know different than other or how would you describe that brand to others that might not have seen it or you know experienced your designs I- Mm, I think I think what's special about the concept that really uh, Kessel Kramer uh, came up with this concept that um, each sir is actually has a personality that is influenced by the context you know it could be the interesting building or the neighborhood uh, and uh, and the character himself of this fictional character in a way so when when you're writing stories you know everything is possible so this kind of um, mentality of a brand that says i can be anyone that i want it gives a lot of freedom and i think what is what is what hospitality really needs uh is freedom you know to move in any direction it wants and and so sir when you say sir you have a world of imagination opening up in front of you so it's not like you have a preconceived idea of what is sir you don't know what is sir you know the flair you know that it's easy going you know that it's a very high quality you know that you're going to get an experience over that Sexy, but you don't, but yeah. you don't yeah but you don't know how it's going to look you don't know what it is exactly uh and each hotel is different so i i think that uh, creating this personality driven space well you can bring any personality that you want and build a story around it and this i think is the greatness of this uh concept of the brand so what else are you working on that you're excited about or you know an upcoming project that 
Oh, we, we, have, we have wonderful projects, really. We are developing um, uh, a new Chesterfield for Lensberg. It's a Dutch company uh, that uh, reached out to us to design uh, a full uh, uh, collection that is based on the classical Chesterfield. Uh, it was inaugurated in the Salon del Mobile two years ago. And it's going to be a product on the shelf quite, quite, quite soon. So we are really excited about this new baby of ours. Um, then with Marco Beriel in, uh, in Madrid, we is, uh, is a choreographer. We developed uh, a, a stage scenery for the uh, Rusalka opera, which is fascinating. You know, we never designed an opera set, so that's amazing. Wow. Uh, and then we're doing in the W Prague uh, and the W Pisa is going to open uh, on July. Wow, I love so, Prague. That city is just so interesting. You know, it's yeah, it's magical. Yeah, and it we is. got such a, an amazing building. You you know sometimes you you need the, the the buildings they have a soul and you need to to hear the story of the buildings. And this one, uh, it's a very well-known historical building, uh, the Grand Hotel Europa, and uh, an Art Nouveau building that it was built as an hotel. And it has so many, there are so many stories around this building, you know. You, it, the difficult thing it was to, to pick the leading <laughs> one. Yeah, to edit yourself. Well, yes, I understand. Yeah. It's a very, a very, um, I mean, it's a one of a kind. I mean, so many stories involved with this building. Uh, like one that um, Kafka gave his own, his only lecture that he ever gave, he gave in this hotel, for example. Wow. Uh, so, so you get all these anecdotes, you know, that, that for us it's like uh, condiments, you know, it's like, wow. Let's do a carpet of cockroaches, you know, like metamorphosis of Kafka, you know, let's do something with this, uh, <laughs> uh, with this design, you know. I mean, it's a fascinating building, really. And behind it, we are now, we are building a new, um, a new wing for, the, for, for this hotel, uh, completely modern. So you have like this Art Nouveau, which is, you know, it's all inspired by, by flora and by, by gardens and, and, and greens. And then, so we decided, we, we called it the frozen garden, and then we are building a real garden in the back, you know? So it's this, uh, this whole story of the hotel is moving from the frozen garden to the real garden. So uh, this is the story uh, that we developed for that uh, particular hotel. So it's fascinating. Very yeah. cool. And where, you know, you mentioned in the beginning that you both were taking the time to, you know, think about design and, you know, Taking a step back, how do you think hospitality in general or, you know, design in general um, will change if it will change, you know, due to COVID in the last three months? How do you think we'll come out on the other side of this? The bottom line is that you can really say that hotels are about um, uh, eat, sleep, experience, repeat. Okay, that's that's the story of hotels today. And just varies what you eat and how do you sleep, you know, or something like that. But what we feel really is that, um, um, you know, the big changes, there will be changes, but they will never, they will never happen from, it will not come from the big brands. And you know that every avant-garde becomes a classic at the end. And I think the avant-gardes are the smaller entrepreneurs, the 
visionary, young and relentless people who say, I want to make a change. I want to do something different. You know, I want to change reality. So, and these guys are moving really quickly and they don't have any burden on their shoulders and just they, they wake up and they do it. And I think that um, we truly believe, and this is part of the things that Irene and I were busy thinking while we were pausing and reflecting during the COVID uh, developing, yeah, as well. developing as well. Is, is a, we've been developing um, a, a, new, a new vision for hospitality that goes beyond hospitality. And this is the moment where hospitality becomes completely communal and changes completely uh, the way it performs. And it's, it's really, I think, if, you, if we, beyond COVID, I mean, if you just look at cities today, you see that by 2050, 70% of the world population will be living in cities. And then you look at the workforce of the world becoming more and more um, freelancers and independent. Now, everybody would love to live in the centers of the cities, but they are going to be extremely expensive. There will be not enough space, you know, for everyone. And then you look at hotels and, and they're just sitting there, you know, most of them like white elephants with great infrastructure, already invested everything, you know, and they're doing like 70, 80 percentage of occupancy or whatever, you know, and, and they have so much more of um, ability to use their resources, you know, in a much more effective way. And you say, listen, if you open them completely to the city, not just the public spaces, but also the, the guest rooms, you know, and you turn them into working areas, you know, working rooms, you know, and you give those independent or freelancers, you know, the ability to use these spaces, you know, and then go down and make the public spaces engaging with the city, you know, uh, creating them in such a way that it's pop-ups and it's shows and it's, uh, it's, it's um, workshops and it's uh, lectures and it's, um, you know, jazz nights or rock nights or whatever, you know, and you make it like a, an ecosystem, then you create something new. Then, yeah, if you want to sleep here, you can, but this is not the main thing. You know, the main thing is that we created a place that the city can really, you know, get in, make it hers, make it part of the city in, in a totality, you know, in a holistic way, and not just say, ah, oh, yeah, you can eat, eat in our restaurant or sit in our coffee. You know, not only is, for tourism, yes. actually. Think about the empty hotels right now and how they actually could serve the city in a, in a different way and yeah. they are closed. So there's a lot to be done uh, and we're extremely busy with it uh, ourselves. Um, and yeah, I think hospitality should go beyond hospitality. Yes, I think we're, we're just on the edge of what we'll, what we'll see and how it will change. And, you know, looking back over 20 years, and I love that you just went through that history of what you've seen. I mean, what do you wish you had known when you were starting out? Or what do you know now that you wish you had known starting out? What have been some of those <laughs> challenges that, um, you know, would have been nice to have a little heads up on? <laughs> They, yeah, are, I think, they I all think... come with experience and uh, uh, yes, yeah. and and age. I think I think that one of the things that we learned uh, is not to fall in love with your ideas, uh, because when you fall in love with ideas, 
uh, you don't see straight anyway because you know love blinds you know? yeah so uh, this is one of the lessons I think this is something that if we knew before it would save us quite a lot of headaches and uh, <laughs> in a broken heart yeah um yeah this is one lesson i think uh, another thing that you learn with the t- with experience that everything is a process yeah patience is key yeah and it all at the end of the day it's all about people that's that's yeah. very important this is uh, where it starts and ends yeah that's why we design for people and we design for emotions and we create emotional landscapes social platforms for people to connect and exchange uh, yeah. to be inspired and uh, celebrate life well I think I mean I think that shows through in so much of your work and I think this is a perfect place to stop um, and just I can't thank you both enough every time I speak with you I just uh, I just love it so you know you guys are Amazing people and amazing talent. So thank you for taking the time today to speak with us. It was a pleasure. We could have spoken for yeah. another 10 hours. I know. We could go on and on. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. <laughs> Hopefully next time in real life. Big hug. And, uh, Hopefully we'll see you, we'll see you soon. And stay, and, and, and stay safe. Thanks for listening to Hospitality Designs, What I've Learned. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find full episodes and transcripts at hospitalitydesign.com.